Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. International crimes against humanity. That was the allegation by homosexual activists against a Christian pastor who simply preached the gospel when he went to Uganda. Today we interview Scott Lively who won his lawsuit. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Today we have a breaking news interview with a Christian pastor from Massachusetts who won a lawsuit. Well, actually he was sued and he was targeted by homosexual activist groups who wanted to silence his preaching when he went on international missionary trips, particularly to Uganda. And joining us now live via Skype from Massachusetts is our dear friend, pastor and attorney, Scott Lively. Welcome to the program, sir. Great to be with you, chaps. So Scott, I have been a big fan of yours for years. I think I met you, uh, must've been at least 10 years ago when I went to Massachusetts for one of those Christian conferences. You are a pastor. You have pastored an inner city church for seven years, but you're also a lawyer. You're a member of the bar in California, and you recently ran for governor of the state of Massachusetts, but you are perhaps more infamous on the left because you've been a target of some of these homosexual activist lawsuits. Talk about your recent experience. Well, you know, I've been uh, uh, sort of, I, I consider myself to be a missionary to the global pro-family movement, uh, and it's been almost 30 years that I've been doing that. But uh, in 2009, on my third, third trip to Uganda, uh, I gave a seminar and uh, preached the gospel, uh, gave them uh, the hopeful message that homosexuals can change, and, uh, and then that, that got me sued for crimes against humanity. So wait a minute, you were preaching over in Uganda three times way, way back in 2009, uh, but then you were sued here in Massachusetts? Uh, how does international law apply, or, or were they suing, suing you under some American law? Well, it's the, uh, the Alien Tort Statute, a 1790s anti-piracy law, uh, allows foreigners to sue Americans in U.S. federal court for serious violations of international law, and the only serious violation they could think of that they could hook me in with was this bogus charge of crimes against humanity. So these activist lawyers here in America, you said there was a, a leftist group in Manhattan. Uh, who, what do they call themselves and, and what do they really do? Well, you know, they're seriously misnamed. They call themselves the Center for Constitutional Rights, uh, but really they're the Center for Constitutional Deprivation. And uh, they are, it's a Marxist law firm, George Soros funded. Literally their address is 666 Broadway, the seventh floor uh, in uh, Manhattan. Uh, New York, and uh, they're really the driving force behind this. It's not the Ugandan homosexuals, it's the American hard left uh, that's really doing this. And so they had a team of 12, maybe 13 lawyers against you, uh, but you were mm. defended by a Christian law firm. Talk about that. Well, actually their team of lawyers is 14 members, 
but the valiant uh, Liberty Council, Matt Staver, Harry Mehat, Roger Gannam, uh, they came to my aid. Uh, they accepted the case pro bono, or I would be completely bankrupt. Uh, and uh, and they uh, prevailed through five long years of hard slogging litigation, thousands and thousands of pages of filings. Uh, really, it was remarkable. I mean, as an attorney, uh, just being a witness, being a being a defendant, uh, witnessing this kind of uh, of legal battle, it was it was really impressive. So, what did they accuse you of saying when you went to Uganda? I mean, were you? trying to stir up some kind of legislation or to make things harder. But Uganda has always had anti-homosexual laws, but there was some talk among their legislature about the death penalty. What did you think of that? Well, I, I don't support the death penalty for simple homosexuality. It was, uh, it was a category called aggravated homosexuality in the anti-homosexuality bill that was put forward after I left. Really, I had no part in drafting that. My advice to the Ugandan parliament, I was greatly privileged to speak to the parliament, uh, was to promote uh, abstinence and prevention and not to focus on punishment. But once the law, the bill came out, uh, I got blamed for it. They, they, they portrayed me as the mastermind of the, quote, kill the gays bill, uh, all to try to silence me because of for my 30 years of advocacy of the pro-family position, uh, I've been named uh, number, you know, public enemy number one by the human rights campaign, and they, they will do almost anything to try to stop me. So that's what all this is about. It's trying to shut up Pastor Scott Lively uh, because I'm articulate. So you never advocated for any of that, but they blamed you, maybe guilt by association for a bill that never passed. It's never been law in Uganda to do that. Well, that's, it, did, it, did it did technically pass. Uh, but it was uh, it was quickly struck down by the court. So, uh, but it has really never been uh, implemented, uh, and uh, and so all this is really just about the bill. So again, you did not advocate for that, but you came back to America after your missionary trip, and you get this lawsuit in the mail. What was your reaction? Well, I, I didn't get this in the mail. I tell you what happened is they went and filed it at U.S. federal court. Uh, building in Springfield, Massachusetts, three blocks from my inner city mission church, where we were dealing with the most disadvantaged population in the city. It's really quite an impressive mission. Uh, and and uh, and after filing at the court, they had a hundred activists dressed in black with white face masks, carrying a black uh, life-size cardboard coffin, uh, and uh, on the would, it was it was Marxist street theater uh, to to uh, to come and protest in front of the, the little mission uh, and to blame me for the death of K David Cato. Uh, this is one of the elements of the lawsuit. David Cato was one of the smug leaders who was beaten to death in Kampala in early 2011, uh, and I was blamed for that. They said his blood is on my hands, but actually. Uh, Cato was murdered by a gay prostitute that he bailed out of prison uh, and killed him after he refused to pay him as promised. That guy's serving 30 years in the Ugandan prison. But nevertheless, even though the, even though this young man had been convicted uh, and uh, and sentenced and imprisoned, they still put the uh, portrayed this in the lawsuit as if uh, this was a homophobic hate crime inspired by me.
So we're going to take a short break, but this five-year lawsuit was recently resolved last week with good news. We're going to tell about that after this. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Did you know religious freedom is under fire in our military today? Our troops do not have protection. For example, military chapels are now being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies on bases in all 50 states. Our troops are now also faced punishment if they dare to object to sharing common sleeping quarters or common shower facilities, or if chaplains dare to quote the Bible during private counseling that declares that homosexuality is a sin. Nobody in our military should be forced to violate their Christian conscience, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign a petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Let's defend religious freedom for our troops. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Do you ever wonder how to discern your own thoughts from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or angels or invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps, and you've seen us talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. In fact, I wrote my PhD dissertation, How to See the Holy Spirit, Angels and Demons. But now, we have an exciting 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that you can get for your small group or your church. If you just visit PrayInJesusName.org and offer a suggested donation of $99. Or call us toll-free at 866-Obey-God. Get this 17-part video series, and for a limited time only, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Get this important Bible study series for you and your church or call us at 866-Obey-God right now. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined now by the victorious pastor and lawyer who prevailed in his defense against the homosexual activist who sued him in Massachusetts. Scott Lively, tell us about the five-year court battle. There was this judge, Judge Ponzer, if I'm saying that right, and he is kind of a liberal Massachusetts judge, but he's a federal judge, and he ruled against you in 2013, but finally he ruled in your favor last week in 2017. Uh, What happened there? Well, the uh, the, the lawsuit was filed in March of 2012. we did all the initial back and forth and then filed a motion to dismiss uh, the case. And, uh, and we were very hopeful because at that time the, the Supreme Court was uh, about to rule on Kiobel and strike down or, or actually gut the alien tort statute and stop it from being applied this way. Uh, and Judge Ponser in open court even said that uh, you know he was waiting for this case to come down because ours could be moot. Uh, and so we had high hopes at that point, but after Kiobel did come down in our favor, the Supreme Court case, uh, Ponser completely flipped and, uh, and denied our motion to dismiss, uh, subjected me to an incredible, intense uh, discovery process, and, uh, and, ref- and even opposed our effort 
to appeal the case to the uh, to the appeals court on the grounds that there was no more jurisdiction uh, because the alien tort statute uh, had been stripped by the Supreme Court. And uh, and so we had four ad- years of additional pain and suffering uh, because of uh, of that really illegitimate action. And when he finally dismissed the case uh, last week uh, or recently, uh, it was uh, it was on the same grounds. It was on the grounds that he had no jurisdiction. So he could have done that four years earlier, but then uh, that wasn't the plan. So thankfully, in a parallel case, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the alien tort statute of the late 1700s cannot be applied against your free speech. And the, well, the Supreme Court ruled that for somebody else, but Ponzer pretty much ignored that for almost five years and finally ruled in favor of it, realizing he would have been overturned on appeal had you appealed. How did it feel when you won, when Ponzer finally threw out their frivolous lawsuit against you? Well, frankly, I was, uh, I was surprised. Now, legally, he had no basis to keep me in it. He had no basis to keep me in it even back in 2013. Uh, but uh, and there are other judges around this country that are other hard leftists that uh, that would have or potentially would have ignored the Supreme Court ruling and allowed the case to go to trial, even knowing that they would be overturned on appeal just to keep the, the process of pain and suffering. So I'm not sure why exactly he granted the motion for summary judgment, uh, uh, but I'm I'm very glad that he did. I give glory to God. Uh, there was a prophecy that I received, a, a word of prophecy from a woman in England by email, uh, uh, citing uh, uh, Exodus 5 and, uh, and comparing Judge Ponser to Pharaoh. And, uh, and the message was, uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better, but eventually God is, God is going to force him to let you, let you free. And uh, so when this, uh, this release uh, this uh, uh, acceptance and granting of our motion for summary judgment came down, I immediately remembered that prophetic word, and I believe that's exactly what happened. God, uh, God made the change. So although this judge, Ponzer, he ruled in your favor, he wrote some very inflammatory language against you in his ruling. I'm gonna read some of these quotes and, and maybe get your reaction. This is from LifeSite News. Peter LaBarbera does a great job of reporting this. Uh, Judge guy. Ponzer allegedly wrote in his opinion in your favor, but uh, he, he kind of took some shots at you saying you aided and abetted a vicious and frightening campaign of repression against LGBTI persons in Uganda, that you were perhaps guilty of crackpot bigotry, that your persecutory efforts exploited a long history of Western homophobia in Uganda, and that you built somewhat of an international reputation for your virulently hateful rhetoric. Are you guilty of any of that? Uh, No, you know, this is is classic uh, leftist propaganda. Anyone who opposes the LGBT agenda, even in the slightest degree, is targeted for destruction. They're maligned, uh, their characters are assassinated, uh, and and the more effective you are in articulating a pro-family view and opposing that agenda, the, the, the greater the effort to, to silence you. And that's what all this is about. But I want to point out one thing, though, in, this, in his ruling, is that it wasn't just about me. This, is, uh, this was intended to give 
activists, uh, leftists and gay activists around the world, the ability to say the U.S. federal court has ruled that what Uganda did was crimes against humanity uh, and that and it, and it was a violation, serious violation of international law. Um, now, he had no right to do that. He had no jurisdiction to rule on this case, Ponder did. And so all that was gratuitous uh, uh, language that without real legal weight, I mean, persuasive weight, but no binding authority, but in U.S. courts, but in international and foreign courts, every Christian standing up for family values anywhere in the world that, that could be accused, even slight uh, civil rights violations, under Ponzer's logic now would be subject to, to charges of crimes against humanity for persecution of homosexuals. This is, this is really the most serious negative consequence that he could have come out with. Well, thankfully, he did not go that far and he ruled in your favor. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna ask Scott, why are his, opinion, uh, his attorneys appealing the victory, which is unusual? Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I wanna make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D, or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. You know, people ask me, chaps, we're watching on this network, we've already set our DVR to record your shows, but our friends don't have this network, or maybe they can't watch at this time. Did you know we are on demand on 10 different platforms? You can tell your friends to find this show, PIJN News, on their Roku box or their Amazon Fire box. Just look under the religion or news categories. Or maybe you have a smartphone or your friends or grandchildren can find us on Android TV, Google TV, Smart TV, or iTunes. Of course, we're always on the internet. Look for us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. Or better yet, subscribe to our daily email alerts at PrayInJesusName.org. It's important that you share all of these available platforms with your friends so we can mobilize all of the body of Christ to pray the news and change the world. Would you join us? Visit PrayInJesusName.org to learn more. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. Join for one more segment. Pastor Scott Lively, tell us about this appeal that you're doing, although you won the case, the frivolous lawsuit against you was thrown out, your attorneys are appealing so that, what is your goal? Well, uh, the um, uh, normally you don't appeal a win. Uh, and this was uh, when our motion for summary judgment was granted, the case was over. 
The other side could have appealed. They could have refiled in state court, uh, but I didn't think they would because of the language of the ruling. Uh, but uh, and at first, I was just greatly relieved, and uh, and that's all I could think about was after five long years, this is finally over. Uh, but then the more I thought about it, the language that Ponzer used, Judge Ponzer used in this ruling, in which he concluded without any analysis or uh, legal authority to do so because it, he had no jurisdiction, uh, the fact that he concluded that that uh, that I was guilty of of international crimes against humanity and that the incidents that occurred in Uganda were crimes against humanity, uh, that could not, we cannot allow that to stand. Uh, be, even though they, they can't, couldn't do anything more to me here in the United States, they could use that, uh, his, his ruling, even though it doesn't, see, foreign governments and foreign courts and international courts, they don't understand how this works. All the other side would have to do was be able to point to this to this language and say, the U.S. federal courts have ruled that this minor level of civil rights violations constitutes crimes against humanity, and that could be the difference between a Christian uh, who's standing up for family values being able to uh, to prevail or be or or end up in jail in some countries. And uh, we cannot allow that to stand. This that language must be struck. Uh, Judge Ponzer has no authority. Uh, to, to rule on the matter because he has no jurisdiction. And, uh, and, and we know that the LGBT movement around the world, their primary tactic is intimidation through propaganda. And what he handed them with this ruling was a gigantic club uh, to beat every Christian and other uh, morally conservative person who stands against that agenda. You know, I'm not an attorney, you are an attorney, but I can see the inherent contradiction when a judge says, I don't have jurisdiction under my court to find you guilty, but you are guilty under other people's jurisdiction over there internationally. Did, did he like give them a, a reason to find you guilty in a future trial? Or, or, are they gonna come after you in you international court? Well, the conceivably, yes. Uh, and once again, you know, every, every uh, lawsuit, uh, every criminal prosecution uh, has to be proved up in whatever jurisdiction it's taking place in. But when you have something like uh, these activists having the ability to say the U.S. federal court has ruled thus and such uh, and, ha and to be able to point to an actual case with case numbers and things like that, that even though they're lying and they're misrepresenting the actuality of the case, that that isn't necessarily going to be clear in in foreign courts and so uh yes i could be prosecuted in other countries based on this as well now i would know how to defend against it uh, and how to point the the deficiency but but once something like that is put on the table especially if you have judges that are sympathetic to the uh to the gay cause and uh, and want to stop uh you know christians from uh from interrupting you know, this global sexual revolution they're orchestrating, you know, that, that uh, it's easy for something like that to, uh, uh, to have serious negative consequences for me and for many other people. So this Judge Ponzer, I've never met him, but he sounds a little bit like a homosexual activist himself with some of the rhetoric he's, 
he's written in this. Did he have ties to the prosecuting team? Was there some loose connection there? Well, uh, Judge Ponzer has an open lesbian daughter. His uh, second ex-wife is an open lesbian. Uh, he's given money to an organization that funds the Center for Constitutional Rights, which is the driving force behind the lawsuit. Uh, his former law clerk is one of the 14 attorneys uh, on the smug legal team. Uh, and he's uh, long taken a strong public stand uh, in favor of the LGBT agenda. So he should have recused himself at the beginning of the case, but as is so often true in, uh, in the federal judiciary and at the state level, uh, people who are coming from this leftist perspective, they simply will not recuse themselves uh, because they want to abuse the process uh, to support their ideology. So just to clarify, although this uh, Marxist group of lawyers in Manhattan was the one who sued you here in America, you keep referring to SMUG, and that's a group of foreigners in Uganda. Who, who are they? Sexual Minorities Uganda. It's a, you know, it's a uh, gay lobbying organization in uh, Kampala, Uganda. And uh, they're really, there has to be a plaintiff in a lawsuit like this, and they're the plaintiffs. They're, to some extent, they're pawns in this. Not that they don't agree with the whole agenda, and not that they haven't been dishonest in the whole process, but they could never have done this on their own. This had to be done by, uh, by a group like the Center for Constitutional Rights, a George Soros-funded, hard-left Marxist firm uh, determined uh, to take down Judeo-Christian uh, laws and culture and replace it with their own Marxist uh, view of things. They sound like uh, the New York version of uh, what they have in Alabama, the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yes, very much like the Southern Poverty Law Center, the American Civil Liberties Union. Uh, there's sort of a constellation of leftist legal organizations uh, that are, are working uh, <clears throat> to undermine Judeo-Christian civilization. Pastor, we have just, just one minute left. Would you lead our audience in prayer so that we can pray with you and support you before the Lord? Certainly. Uh, Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the victory in being released from uh, this uh, lawsuit that has uh, been like a, a weight over me for these five years. Lord, I thank you for the uh, Liberty Council and the tremendous work that they've done uh, without any charge to me, Lord, in Christian service, standing for the cause of Christ and the pro-family movement. Lord, I thank you for uh, all the, the believers that have prayed through this entire process for the victory that we now have achieved. And Lord, uh, I want to pray, Lord, for Christians around the world uh, who are standing up for biblical truth regarding the LGBT movement and, and uh, marriage and the natural family. Lord, the, the world is getting so much darker and, uh, the, and it's so much more difficult. Uh, but Lord, I pray that you would give courage and strength uh, and, uh, and victory, Lord, uh, to all of us in wherever we are uh, who are speaking out for your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And bless our enemies and save their souls. Our guest has been Dr. Scott Lively. His website, defendthefamily.com. Pastor, thank you for coming on our program today. Our website is prayinjesusname.org. Again, that's prayinjesusname.org. 
Please donate when you visit. If you want prayer, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.